Welcome back to Shnai Mikra, the OU podcast series on Parshat HaShavua. This is Menachem Litag, and in today's year we continue our study of Parshat Bamidbar with Shvi, the seventh and final Aliyah, beginning with Perak Dalad, with the first Pasuk in chapter 4. Today's Aliyah will focus specifically on the responsibilities of the family of Kahat from among the Levim. They will be in charge of carrying the different vessels in contrast to the brothers who are going to be carrying the materials and the poles. God spoke to Moshe and Aaron, saying, as we saw before, these commandments in Parshat Amidbar about the Mishkan are being directed to Moshe and Aaron together. Lift up the head, or which means take account or a census of the children of Kahat from among the families of Levi, according to their ancestral families. But now, instead of counting them from age one month and up, like we did before, we're only going to count from age 30 to 50. From age 30 to 50, those who come to this gathering or service to do this work in the oil moed, in the tent of meeting, these are the people which you have to count at this time. Because this work is very important and requires not only maturity, but also physical strength, we are only counting now the Levine from age 30 to 50 as only people within that age group are going to be allowed to carry the Mishkan on this important journey. The word Sava usually has a military connotation. Ramban points out in the beginning of Parshat Bamidbar that the word Sava, when we count from age 20 and up, when we take the census of all the tribes, may not necessarily be referring to something of a military nature, but rather, any gathering of a lot of people together can be referred to as a tzavah. Even a large amount of things that are being created or made, like in the story of creation in Parag Aleph and Breshit, by Chudu HaShamayim Ba'aretz V'chot Tzva'am. A large gathering of many things can be called a tzavah. Another possibility that it still keeps its military connotation, but because the Levim treat God and they serve Him in a military fashion, therefore we use the word tzavah even in regard to their work even though it's not military. Pasuk Dalad, Zot avodat b'nei kat This is the work that the children of Kat must do in the Oham Moed. Kodesh HaKodoshim. Usually Kodesh HaKodoshim refers to the inner sanctuary of the Mishkan, which houses only the Aron. Here Kodesh HaKodoshim refers to all the vessels of the Mishkan, not only the Aron, but also the Shuchan, the Menorah, and the altars and the Mizbachot. The reason why these vessels are referred to now as Kodesh HaKodoshim because they stand in contrast to the other vessels of the Mishkan, which are the curtains and the poles, which B'nai Gershon and Mari are going to carry, whose function is more peripheral as the primary function of the Mishkan is accomplished through these vessels. Therefore, this Pasuk refers to them as Kodesh HaKodeshim. Even though B'nai Kat are given the responsibility to carry these vessels, they can't go right into the Mishkan and take them out as they are. Before they can carry them, the Kohanim have to come in and cover them in a respectful manner, and then, after the covering process is complete, B'nai Kat will come and carry them. The manner by which the Kohanim would cover all the vessels will be detailed now in the next several psukim, beginning with the Aaron. Pasakeh. Aaron and his sons would come as the camp would begin their travel. The first thing they would do would take down the curtain they divided between the Kodesh and Kodesh Kodeshim, the Chisu et Aron Ha'idut. And they used that parochet to cover 
the Ark of the Covenant, the Aron HaIdut. As we know, in the Kodesh Kodeshim, where the Aron is, no one was allowed to enter except on Yom Kippur, and for sure no one else was allowed to see it or peek inside. To make sure that no one saw the Aron, the first thing the Kwanim did is they took the Parochet and used it to cover the Aron. Because when they travel, there may be rain, and even if there's not rain, there may be dust and dirt, all the vessels need to be covered. So the Prochet now first covers the Aron, but the Prochet itself has to be covered. Therefore, we're going to need now what's called a Kisui or Tachash. A Tachash is the name of an animal whose skins were used to make this canvas-type cover that would protect all the vessels as they travel. Because we don't know exactly whether this Tachash is a dolphin or some other scarce animal, we'll simply refer to it as a or Tachash. So let's continue now with Pasuk Bav. V'natnu alav kisui or tachash. They covered now the aron and the prochet with a covering of or tachash. Now we're going to add one final cover. Ufarsu beged klil tchelet milamala. So now the kohanim come and cover the aron with his royal blue blanket. And finally, v'samu badav, the kohanim will put the poles into the aron so that it can be carried. Now if you remember from Pasha Truma, there was a special law that the poles of the Aron were not allowed to be taken out. If that's the case, how could it be that the Kaunim have to put the poles inside now? They should have never been taken out. So the commentators suggest several possibilities. One is that Ebenezer suggests that temporarily they took them out in order to cover the Aron, and after it was covered, and that's considered okay because it's for the need of travel. Another approach, which Ramban brings down, that it was not that they put the poles into the Aron, the poles were there all the time, but rather they put the poles of the Aron onto the shoulders of the Levim who are going to carry it. And one final possibility, which is raised by the commentators, is that there may have been an additional set of poles. The regular poles that were never allowed to leave the Aron, they always remained, but they did not use those poles for carrying. Rather, when it was time to travel, there was an additional set of poles that were brought in, and the permanent poles were actually covered and were not used for the actual transport of the Aron. Now that the Aron is ready for travel, we turn now to the Shohan, to the table. Pasek Zayin. V'aun Shohan Panim yifrsu begetchelet. The table now is referred to as Shohan Panim. This could be for one of two reasons. It may refer to the inner table, in contrast to the other tables that were used outside for cutting up the meat, or whatever needs there were for the sacrifices. This is the table that was located on the inside of the Mishkan. Or it may be called this because the Shohan carries the Lechem HaPanim, and hence referred to as Shohan HaPanim. So now before they travel, they take a Beget Chelet and use it to cover the Shohan. That was the first level of covering. In addition to the table itself, there was a full apparatus which was used to hold the bread. Recall that on the Shohan there were 12 loaves of bread representing the 12 tribes of Israel. And once a week, they were switched by the Kohanim on Shabbat. To hold the bread up in a dignified manner, there were bread pans called karot. There was also kapot that held the levona, the frankincense, that was put on the shulchan together with the bread. And the menachot were the hollow rods that held the bread pans. They kept the different levels of bread separated so there would be a flow of air so that it would not get ruined during the week. And finally, the bread itself, the lechem tamid On the shulchan, we also kept the bread. In other words, as they traveled, the bread of the lechem panim remained on the shulchan. Now that all these utensils were put on top of the Shulchan, we have to cover it once again. And now we take a different woolen cover. 
made out of tolad shani, v'chisu oto b'michseh ortachash. Now that the shulchan and all of its utensils have been covered by this beget tolad shani, we're going to cover everything now with the kisui ortachash, like we did to the aron, v'samot badav. When that was all complete, they were able to put the poles into the shulchan. Now we turn to the menorah in Pasik Tet. V'lachub beget chelet, v'chisu et menorah tamor v'et neroteha, v'et malkacheha, v'et machtoteha. Now they take another beget chelet and use it to cover the menorah and its candles and all the utensils which were used for changing the wicks and all the utensils that were used for cleaning the wicks and changing the oil. Ve'et kol klei shamna asher yishartu vahem. And all the different vessels that relate to the oil that was used in the menorah, everything that was needed to serve the menorah was all put together in the same blanket. Ve'notnu ota ve'et kol keleha el mechseorotachash the menorah together with all these utensils were now placed under a second covering, again of ortachash, the natnu alamot, and they put all this onto a pole. Recall that the menorah, unlike all the other vessels, did not have rings and poles to be carried. So how did they carry the menorah? They took a blanket, put all the menorah and its pieces into that blanket, tied that up, and put the pole underneath the snot, and then two levim were able to carry it from either side of the pole as they would walk through the desert. We'll see something very similar in chapter 13 in the story of the Maglim when they bring back the grapes. By Suba Mot Bishnaim, they carry a big cluster of grapes with a mot with two people. Pasuk Yud Aleph. Now we turn to the altar, the Mizbach Hazahav that was inside the Kodesh, which was used for offering incense, also known as the Mizbach Toret. So Aaron and his sons came and covered that Mizbach also with the Beget Chelet. And again, after it was covered with the Beget Chilet, they brought a cover of Ortachash and covered it with this protective canvas, the Samud Badav, and again now put in the poles so it too is ready for the Levim to carry. Now we're going to need another blanket in which we're going to put all the other utensils that were used inside the Kodesh. They took now all the other holy utensils which were used for the service in the Kodesh. They put it into a beged made out of tchelet. And now they put a second covering with the canvas of ortachash. And just like they carried the menorah, that's how they're going to carry these utensils. They tie up this blanket, and under the knot, they put the pole, and they carry these utensils as well. Now we turn to the outer altar, the Mizbeach Hanchoshet, or Mizbeach Achitzon. This Mizbeach was used to offer the sacrifices. Therefore, before they travel, it has to be cleaned from all its ashes. They cleaned up the ashes on the Mizbeach. And they covered it with a Beged Argaman. This was a different type of cloth made out of scarlet purple. All the utensils that were used on the Mizbeach, they put on top of the Mizbeach. All the things that were necessary for its service, which included the shovels and the forks, and the pans, the basins that were used to receive the blood of the Korbanot, all the utensils of the Mizbeach, it too was covered with a canvas of Ortachash, and then they attached the poles to the Mizbeach as they did to the other vessels. Now that everything is ready, when Aaron and his sons completed covering all these vessels of the Kodesh, and all the holy utensils as the camp was about to travel, only afterwards, 
Yavo b'nei Kat Laset. Then the children of Kat came now to carry these vessels. Vloigu el Hakodesh v'meitu. They couldn't come any earlier because they were not allowed to touch any of these vessels because if they did, they would die upon touching them. Eilem asab b'nei Kat bohomoid. These items carrying those vessels, as we just summarized, was the work of b'nei Kat and the Ohamoid. Pasik Zayin. Find out who was in charge of them. Ufkudat Elazar ben Arona Kohen. This was all under the charge of Elazar, the son of Aaron the Kohen. Recall that Elazar was in charge of Kahat, and Itamar, his brother, was in charge of Gershon and Mari. We saw that earlier. But in addition to being in charge of Bnei Kahat, Elazar himself had some small items, which were very important, that he himself was in charge of carrying. Shemen HaMa'or, the oil used for the menorah. Uktor Tasamim, the incense from the Mizbach HaKtoret. Uminchat HaTamid, the Shemen HaMishcha, the daily flower offering. Elazar himself was in charge of carrying these items because of their importance. Ramban suggests that he himself didn't carry them, but he was in charge and appointed a specific levy to take care of them. Kudat kol hamishkan Elazar was in charge of everything that has to do with the mishkan and everything inside in regard to the kodesh and the vessels. But as we'll see in Parshat Naso, his brother Itamar was in charge of the work of Gershon and Nori. Pasuk Yitzayin, Vaydaber Adonai Moshe Aaron Lemor. God instructs Moshe and Aaron yet another time, and this will be an additional warning to make sure that the Levites don't come in too early to see what's going on, lest they die. Make sure that the tribe of the family of Kahat does not die or don't let them be cut off from the other Levim. This is what you must do for them to protect them. So that they will live and not die. When they go into the Kodesh Kodeshim to take out all these vessels, Let Aaron and his sons come in and cover everything first and let them direct the Levim for each of the Levim to come and carry whatever item is necessary. In other words, everything the Levim are doing when they finally do come into the Kodesh has to be directed by the Kohanim. They shouldn't come any earlier. Lirot kavala et hakodesh v'meitu. When the utensils in the kodesh, inside the mishkan, are still open and being covered, they should not come then in and see. Otherwise, they would die. One last warning: that God tells Moshe and Aaron to make sure that the levim are extra careful when they carry the mishkan. This warning that one has to be very careful when dealing with anything that has to do with the mishkan applies not only to the mishkan but anything having to do with the service of God, especially in studying and teaching the Torah. Therefore, anyone today who has taken upon himself the other responsibility of the tribe of Levi, which is teaching the Torah and guiding the nation of Israel in the ways of God, also must be extra careful in his behavior because the reputation of God is at stake. Wishing everyone a Shabbat Shalom and continued success in their Torah study.